Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 278, and it is Tuesday, March 29th, 2022. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? Yes, indeed. The road to episode 300 continues. Uh, we are here. Uh, this uh, post, uh, co- post-Oscars post Codex edition. Uh, we'll get into, um, you know, my thoughts about the about the event. Uh, we won't dwell too, too much on that incident. More on that later. Um, as Carl is sharing the episode uh, through, through Facebook, I do want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, uh, Silk City Hot Sauce. Yep, SilkCityHotSauce.com. Uh, they're a Vermont-based business where they make all sorts of unique and delicious hot sauce flavors from Badass Jew to Ram Skull to Erotic Fever to the maple syrup flavored hot sauce, which goes well with any breakfast sandwich. It's delectable. It's delicious. It's delightful. And if you want more delights in, the, in hot sauce form, use the promo code CODEX, that's C-O-D-E-X, at the checkout to get 15% off of your order at SilkCityHotSauce.com. <clears throat> Very well spoken. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's, um, you know for me, it's, it's been a little while since I ordered some, some of their hot sauce, so I am due to get some more, uh, and I will. Oh, I'm definitely. Oh, they're gonna be at uh, Retro Expo next week, so I gotta. I'm gonna take that trip and go there. Nice. That's what's up. So you're probably just gonna give you give me the money and just. <laughs> oh God. Well, well, you know, um, we'll see. I'm, I'll order some stuff from their website directly. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious about that Ram Skull one though. Oh, I'm definitely getting that one. I'm. I'm trying to get the entire catalog. Nice. That's what's up. So yeah, uh, that's what we're about right now. And uh, right now, while Carl is sharing the episode, apparently um, on Facebook Live, uh, they've changed, they switched up their interface a bit. So looking at here, okay, so it looks like I'm able to view comments. Okay, so comments should should appear any any point uh, around around this box here. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll check on that every once in a while. yeah, man. Um, yeah, Carl. So, uh, yeah, what's uh, what's what's new? What's new? What's going on in your world? Uh, first, I do want to give a huge shout out to Steambox Ri, the crew all the way out in uh, Central Falls High School for having me on yesterday. Uh, honestly, yo, those students, the energy that they give out was amazing. I am so glad, like, I was able to. Uh, Leave work early because it was like, oh Jesus, I can't, I couldn't wait to leave early, work early that day. They <laughs> picked the right day, mm. but um, yeah, it was so worth it. Um, we talked about a variety of episodes, and they have requested mm. your presence. Yeah, uh, yeah, I hope, I hope to, you know, you know, go be featured on one of their episodes one of these days. Oh yeah. I love what Roberto. I love what Roberto's doing with those uh, students. Like he's, um, like the things that he's able to do and get get done for those. And they actually have what they a Steam box, which is an arcade machine, mm-hmm. full with like thousands of games. Nice. I got to school them, and so I got to school some of them in Marvel versus Capcom. Mm-hmm. And they were just showing me like all the titles that they had. Like not mm-hmm. all of them, because like 
they had it categorized by system and like it was amazing. That's cool. Just yeah. tell them about knife. <laughs> so shout out to Dan the man. <laughs> Is that Dan Dinkins? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He goes, uh, did you tell him about Nia's OnlyFans? Nia Jax? Yep. Is she spouting uh, uh, anti-vax conspiracy theories while oh, in a nude? Gee, well, you, <laughs> you should. I'm glad, she's, glad she was fired. She was a rotten, rotten performer. No, she wasn't. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. And I, made, I always said that if she ever comes out with one, that would be the only one I would subscribe to. So, yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, I'll take one for the team and I'm like, hey, what's up, Kellen? My stepbrother's watching. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you're the worst, Carl. Anyway. I've been told many times and it just somebody like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel one sympathizes. But Some uh does. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you know, we actually, I don't know if you had a chance to check our Codex inbox, but we do have some viewer mail from our dear friend of the show, John Haponic. Oh, Jesus. So I will read that uh, later on. <laughs> <laughs> Only Lord knows. I see, sometimes I get the notification, like I'll see it and I'm like, I'll just save it for the show. Yeah. Because like, you know me, I like everybody's like genuine reactions about everything. So it's just, let me just. You know, let me just see. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's see what's going on with everybody. Um, uh, let's just see what it says when it when it comes on. Gee, I'm just kind of. I worked an overnight last night. Yeah, <laughs> I'm tired. This is where it starts to, <laughs> to wind down. Um, oh man! Also, big huge shout out to my brother Eddie Ortiz. <laughs> I see what you did there. That's how the wedding officiant did it. That's how she said his name. Uh, nice. We all wanted to bug out laughing. But, yes, uh, my brother Eddie and my brother Eddie from the UWO podcast got married uh, this past front weekend. Um, very small uh, gathering, but very lovely. It was, you know, it was a, a time to be, you know, it was a fun time for all, you know, who were involved. And, um. I think I did. Yeah, I did mention the uh, bachelor party that we had a week, the week before, and uh, you can get the details on that on the UWO podcast because they <laughs> talked about it in a pre, in a much more longer form. <laughs> mm. Nice, congrats, Eddie. Yeah, it was, and the added the added perk, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I called her, but it was just yeah, like I said, uh, it was awesome. I, I was the best man, and I enjoyed that. Nice. That's cool, man. Yeah, it's great to celebrate love. Oh, absolutely. We go back 22 years. Wow. Yeah. Okay, since so that's since 2000? That was when I started hanging around the family and stuff. Um, So possibly around, uh, yeah, I would just say probably say 99, so 23 years. Mm, okay. Yeah. Hey, that's a, that's a lifetime right there. Yeah, oh my God. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> hey, hey. I'm gonna tell. Let me. Okay, let me break down this whole diet thing. All right. Oh, God. It actually started as a joke. Like me just being like in love with. I actually started as a joke. I remember. Um, a recent victim of assault 
saying on a movie called The Longest Yard, saying, oh, I hope, I hope she likes Star Jones. I love that big bitch. Mm. And I just kind of translate that to Naya. And then after a while, I'm like, yo, she really is bad. You know what? Screw it. She can get it. And then I just started to have fun and run with it. Mm. I see. That's cool. Mm. I suppose. Yeah, it's coming from somebody who wore her T-shirt. I had no choice. <laughs> and, and sung her theme song. You had a choice in that matter, and you sung it word for word. You know how sometimes, like when you when you hear a song, it's like an earworm. Like even even if it's against your against your will, because one of the one of the there's there's one of, one of the wrestling podcasts I I follow is Wrestle Talk, and one of the hosts, Ollie Davis, lost a bet, and he had to sing Nia Jax's theme song, and that's how it got in my head. It was an earworm. I guess the way he sung the lyrics, it, it just got in my head. I I wasn't able to. I just I just learned the lyrics through osmosis. That's all. That's all it was. That's all it was. It wasn't a deliberate effort on my part. It just was what it was. You didn't have to sing it, but you chose to, and you did. Listen, man. That part was on you. <laughs> Listen, man. Just I'll... own it. You'll be all right. Nah. All, all will be well. I'm good, My man. Friend Victor. I'm good. Hey, if you if you want to blow money on. On, on on that web page, that's depending on, on the price. Mm, yeah, you, you spend your money on some on some stuff. You did too. <laughs> well, I, I I I put I put careful thought behind my purchases, and you, you still bought some stuff. Yeah. I got oh Jesus! No 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 no! You went on your tirade. <laughs> I need some shine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Also, big shout-outs to Pop Stew mm-hmm. and uh, the Extraordinary Journey of a Black Nerd uh, Facebook group. They put on a a post, and this is an episode I want to do, where we celebrate the forgotten TV shows and movies that, you know, TV shows that probably lasted a season mm. or two at best okay, and got canceled. Okay. You know, shows like... Red and meth. Red and Red and meth was terrible. <laughs> uh, yes, you give him that opportunity to do it. I will brag on that PS5 and OLED. Listen, man. Oh, yeah. well, 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 I'll save it. I'll save it later. But man, nearby. Listen, man. You you will you one day you will you will one understand the, the 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 freedom and euphoria. Of playing PS Five with no pants on, it, it's a it's it, 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 it's a. Yes, we got comments. <laughs> we we got viewers right now. Don't make it go. Don't make it weird. Don't make it weird. Too late. Yeah, you can. <laughs> but uh, let me at least get into the comment. For, but I do want to just have an episode where we celebrate. Yeah, like forgotten shows and yes, yeah, you know, um, yeah, snout. Like, what snout? Sometimes you know the the, the nose of the pit. Uh, just sometimes you gotta celebrate snout. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a uh, gosh, some like there was red and meth. Um, the Tomorrow People. I remember the Tomorrow People. It was, had a cool concept. Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Oh wow, that takes me back, man. VR Troopers. Yep, VR Troopers, aka not Power Rangers. Both of them. <laughs> well, there were a lot of not Power Rangers shows back in the day. Big Bad Beetleborgs. Yep. 
uh, Botsmaster. Remember that? It's laser time, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Exo Squad. Oh, man. The Cowboys of Moo Mesa. I've never seen it. It's okay. Yeah. Bucky O'Hare. Bucky O'Hare was one in the comments. I was like, yo. I'm like, yeah. we got to celebrate. We just, I'm telling you, just one of these days, we just got to celebrate snout. Yeah, I'm I'm down for it. Homeboys in outer space. Yeah, that was mentioned. <laughs> we want a reboot. I I, th- I think the world demands a a, a reboot. You know, uh, re- with with Flex Alexander repri- reprising his role as old man, whatever his character's name was. He had a name. I I, I, I just call him Flex. <laughs> and the dude from uh, a different world. That was. <laughs> There's only one joke that I remember from that entire show. It's just like, do what do you have to say for yourself? Our Father who art in heaven, and that's all I remember. Oh. <laughs> oh man! But let's get into some comics. Yes, indeed. All right. So uh, first up, I do want to. Okay, the first one, a uh, new one that I do want to acknowledge is Wolverine Patch that just this. That just came out this week, uh, obviously by Marvel. It's written by Larry Hammer, pencils by uh, Andrea DeVito, uh, LeBeau Underwood, and Sebastian Chang. Here's the cover right here. Okay. I always just got. I always thought it was cool to see like Patch Wolverine with the suit. You know, the whole James Bond get up. Um. So yeah. So what starts off as a simple recon mission, Wolverine. AKA Patch, that's what they would call him. Uh, and he'll forever, he'll forever be Ron Johnson. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think, I, yeah, he's typecast. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. But um, Patch ends up in an extreme paramilitary situation that will actually reveal some surprise situations. So this, it's, gotten already, it's already had gotten pretty bloody, and it's not even a Marvel Max title. Mm. So, okay. I think this is going to be like a short issue, so I will. If it is cool, if not, I'll at least collect to when they first say the end. And if they keep going, then hey, they keep going. All right. So another one was actually recommended to by uh, Chris McDermott from Rock Coco's, and he literally just threw it. And he's like, "Dude, you have to read this. Okay, you have to read this." So far, this actually could be a Victor ass comic. Okay. Okay. It's called "We Have Demons," uh, published by Dark Horse, written by Scott Snyder, um, the, uh, penciled by Greg Capullo, who's done like many Batman titles and Spawn uh, titles, um, inks by John Clapion, and colors by uh, Dave McCraig. And here's the cover. Right, here's the cover right here. So we have demons is about a woman named Lam Lyo. She was a woman of science who had uh, who always like denied the existence of demons. You know that battle between angels and demons that's been going on since the beginning of time. Yeah. And but a loved one when a loved one dies, she discovers a benevolent demon named Helvis, and in her life actually takes a whole nother turn. Mm-hmm. So it's I got the I kind of got that feeling of like Secret Wars. Not Secret War, Secret Invasion, where you really just can't trust anybody. Don't necessarily know who would, who's a demon, who's not. But yet, I don't want to give too much away. But you know what? Pick that up. There's already like seven variant covers and stuff. So this, obviously, this title is definitely a big deal. Um, this is something I will follow. Hopefully, it is. A, I think it is a short run series. 
But um, yeah, that that one actually caught my eye, and I did like the I did like the art style. So um, yeah, there's that. Next up, I actually only took two weeks this week this time, but I have all the Infinity uh, Phase Two Infinity Saga covers. So uh, we have Iron Man Eight, which is a tribute to Iron Man Three. Okay. Um, let me see. Thor twenty three is a tribute to Vic's favorite Thor: The Dark World. Boo! You love it. You absolutely love it. Okay, Captain Carter number one, which was one that I wanted to review, which is actually pretty good. It was a spinoff of the um, the Marvel uh, the episode of Marvel What If that you know received a lot of praise, so they decided to give her her own issue. And that actually, you know, it's just like Captain Captain Carter getting, you know, she was, you know, was frozen. Basically the same premise as uh, First Avenger. Yeah. She comes back and she's just starting to get like adjusted to adjusted to modern life. Yeah, she does live in uh, Britain. Yeah. But here's the uh, tribute epi- the tribute cover to Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Okay. Which is yeah, like I said, Captain Carter number one. You have um, Avengers four. Which is in tribute to one of everybody's favorites, Guardians of the Galaxy Part One. Yep. And that Avenge I mean uh Captain America Iron Man uh number five, which just wrapped up, is actually a tribute to uh Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. And then finally, as I reviewed uh last week, um Avengers fifty four is Ant Man. Okay. So, you know me, I'm a Marvel head, I love my MCU, so once I saw that, I'm like, yep, I'm getting every single cover that they come out with. Okay. I'm a completionist, you know. Yeah. In some ways, you are too. Yeah. Yeah, to a degree, you know. That's cool, though. Those are some cool covers, you know. Ant-Man, you know, fun fact, Birds of Prey is better. Now you're just trolling. (laughs) So, on the TV front, I'm actually watching some new TV. But I started watching the uh, WWE Evil uh, docuseries that's on Peacock. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Little docuseries and stuff. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually, I guess one, uh, the Roman Reigns episode came out after Raw last night. So, while I was at work, I was like in and out of it. Yeah. So... I'm like, you know what? It was actually cool telling the stories of uh, Hollywood Hogan, Miz, Sasha, the Brothers of Destruction, Randy Orton, which was I was actually really impressed with. Uh, and Stephanie McMahon was like a fun recap, you know, some of like the highlight moments when she first turned on Vince at Armageddon 99, I want to say. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah 99, because 2000 was, 2000s was when uh, McMahon-Helmsley era... Uh, started the Brothers of Destruction was really cool to relive, and it just showed. They talked about how you know Undertaker was brought in, the concept, and all that, and you know the stories behind the stories that they were telling, and how they were able to um, to constantly add on to the story of the Undertaker and Kane saga. When you know yeah. when they like relived themselves, but yet still, I mean re- reinvent themselves, but yet still. Um, stood true to their origins and stuff. How, mm-hmm. you know, oh, Kane looks like a regular human, but it's like, no, he wasn't badly burned. It's just that mentally yeah. 
yep. he thought he was badly burned and stuff, and it kind of you no know, mess with it, you know mess with his psyche a bit. And they actually had like some legit like therapists on, and Doctor Phil was on the show too, wow. <laughs> to like but like trying to give like a um like a therapeutic not therapeutic um like from a perspective of a uh, of a therapist and how they would explain mm-hmm. how like the human mind would um would react to certain situations mm-hmm. of like where these characters were and stuff. And I thought that was a pretty cool touch to kind of understand like what it means to be a bad guy, like what it means to be a bad guy, even though and sometimes in your head you think you're doing something right, but yeah. in all reality, you're the bad guy and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. Nice. Okay. That's cool. All right, this is yeah. about to get weird. Already know. Well, well, uh, well. As for me, um, I I got down with some PS5 action. Of course, you um, did. You never left the house all week. I, well, I yeah, we, I barely left my house. Um, I only went out one time to get gas for work. <laughs> um, and oh, so you did go to work. Yeah, yeah, I, I did go to work. Um, but but I but you know uh, any every day that I got that I went home from work it was it was uh, I got some dinner and I, it was, the rest of the night was just PS5 action you know um and I managed to finish one of my games uh this past weekend and that was Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart um I I I played through this game man and like you know, what? I'm gonna play through this again so I can get a pl- so I can platinum this game. I want to get a platinum trophy for this, um, but you know, I I did the first run normal mode. Um, it's just this is just fun, like absolutely, like, like this, like the this this game makes the most out of the the dual sense controller, mm-hmm. like just like the even even like little things like where they, their their little footsteps you hear you hear like you hear like the subtle sound of their footsteps like through the controller speaker um certain the there's great feedback and kickback like when every time you pull the trigger on a different on the various outlandish weapons in the game um man it, it's just and, and just like the gameplay loop of like collecting bolts and like upgrading your weapons and then trying out different weapons and leveling them up so you can like make them stronger like each 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 weapon in the game has like a skill tree that you just like you can un- unlock bonuses when you fully upgrade them like it, this is just like absolutely the perfect running gun platformer like this is a five out of five and yeah man if if you have a ps5 um one day or one day or one day if you if your if PS5 is on the horizon is one of your goals make this a priority make this one of your first games in your library because Rift Apart man like the Ratchet and Clank series like you really can't go wrong with any game but with like with every successful generation of console they always step up the quality and man this game is just beautiful it's fun it is just man he bit his bottom lip uh-oh yo let me tell you something right now man this it's it's this this is this is this is gaming euphoria right here all right and uh yeah man it's um it's 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 it's, it's everything i want in a video game carl you know never n- never stood me up oh jesus never t- ne- never told me i was unworthy you know never said oh we're in we're oh you're a great guy but you're incompatible nope no no it it gets me, Carl. It it 
It completes me. Scare me. I have to. Oh God. I just had to. Just had to put that out there. So yeah. Um, all that is to say, uh, it's a, it's a great game. Um, yeah, go play it. Now, am I justified when I say justice for Ratchet and Clank when it should have won Game of the Year? You know what? I agree. I I say that it. You know, and nothing against It Takes Two, which won the Game of the Year at the Game Awards. Um, right. It's gotten universal praise, but so has Ratchet and Clank. Um, I would say, like, I, I respect It Takes Two winning, you know, I guess because of, like, the, the innovative approach it takes to, like, cooperative gameplay. But if it was me, if it was me, if the decision was left up to me, Victor Omoyo, I would have given it to Ratchet and Clank. That would have been my game of the game of 2021. That was my choice, but. So what's next? Please say Elden Ring. Um, I did play some Elden Ring. Shit, I wanted to say I wanted to at least be here when you started it, just so I can, uh, just so I can. Oh my god, I'm about to talk like you. <laughs> just so I can bask in the ambiance mm-hmm. of the beauty of which that game possesses. Oh yes. For, How was that for wording? Uh, it's all over the place, but you're getting there. Okay, you're getting there. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Elden Ring. Um, that's that's what that's what I call a long term game. Like that's a game that is going to take months to to get in. Like because because uh, it's a it's an open world structure and and it's like it it, it doesn't it doesn't hold your hand at all. So you got to figure out where to go. Um, but yeah, that's that's a game that I'm gonna have to really like buckle down and kind of like carve out some serious time to devote to but so that's going to be like a long-term game that i'm gonna like not not solely focus on but so yeah i'm gonna get some hours here and there yeah so so i'm gonna pace myself with that one that one's a marathon game that is beautiful it it is it is it is beautiful it is gorgeous but i actually gotta say like in, in terms of in terms of graphical like fidelity and quality the demon souls remake is actually better looking Ooh. Yeah, like the Demon Souls uh, remake was very impressive. Like Blue Point Studios, like they do some fantastic work with like remaking and remastering games. And Demon Souls is some of their finest work. Like like the saturated colors, like the particle effects. Man, it, it's like it's like they they took the the basis of like the original 2009 game. Yeah. And it's like a it's like a brand new experience. Now, is that now were those two the only games that you put in or did you kind of like dabble here and there? Uh, I dabbled here and there, like um, I've I dabbled with Horizon, uh, Forbidden West, which looks absolutely just like mind meltingly uh, gorgeous. I need to see I need to see these for myself. Huh? Yeah, you got to show me. Yeah, I, I will. I will. Um, um, th- th- I- well, the Put Cutters Friday podcast. We will be wrapping up. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like uh, Forbidden West, I'll 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 play a little little bit a little bit more of that. Um, the only two games I haven't played yet were Deathloop and Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh fuck, that's one I want to see. Yeah, Guardians, especially like that, especially the opening scene. Okay, yeah, yeah, like Guardians, I'll definitely get into. Uh, but yeah, man, um, but I'm yeah. still working on that game. Oh, have you? You haven't finished it yet? No, I haven't had time. I haven't had a lot of time to like really like just sit down and like play my PlayStation. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I I got you. Yeah, I know. I like it. Work gets work gets real busy here and there. I saw the stuff too. Yeah, but but yeah, like I'll definitely get into those games eventually. But right now, Demon Souls is going to be like my main. Elden Elden Ring will be like the marathon game, and then I'll probably get into 
maybe a cane of bridge of spirits actually i got i did get into that a little bit so i'll probably finish that since it's a bit shorter mm-hmm. um but i'll definitely get into guardians soon enough um but yeah yeah man it yeah man I, i'm 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 set with gaming like until like the fall you know when me too <laughs> basically me too um uh, yeah but the next game i probably see myself buying is madden because i buy it every year but other than that I still got Guardians. I still got Far Cry Six. I'm still debating on Resident Evil Six. Oh, Resident Evil Village, man, it's it's worth it. Like I still say, you should finish Resident Evil Seven. It's worth it. Like even just just play it on easy mode, just to get just to get through it. It's it's a fun game. Think about it. Yeah. Because I rage quit and I was just annoyed. Yeah, I can see that because like with the mold and with the mold and uh, enemies, like when you shoot them in the head, like they they actually rush towards you, which is. Which kind of gets annoying for the time. I agree with yeah, you. That's why, I, like, I need my I need my Infinity Ammo Rocket Launcher, like the original yeah. games. Yeah, like I know in Village, not not in Village, but in, but in Resident Evil Seven, like you have to you have to beat the game on Madhouse difficulty. Yeah, and like the first part of that game is just impossible on that level. Like I can't get I can't get past Mia. Yeah. So, so yeah, and that's the only way, I think that's the only way you can get the inf- Infinite. Uh, weapons, so it's like, uh, okay. I would buy it if I have to, but I don't think you can. Yeah, not for, not for not for seven. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Can you do for eight? For eight, I think so. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm gonna need that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well. Yeah. But yeah, eight eight is so good though. So good. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Y- y'all already know. Oh Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all right. Hey, l- l- listen, l- listen. If. Nah, that's a, that's a little too thirsty. I'm gonna sound like you now, but um, but uh, let you be thirsty. Nah, I, 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 my thirst is quenched by the power of the PS5. You need to get you out of the dating world. I'll, I'll, I'll get back in the dating world, but you know, af- well, at least after this semester ends, because right now, like, it's just I'm just swamped with with work stuff. So like, when May rolls around, when this when classes are over, I'll get back on that horse. But until then, it's PS5 and work. More PS5 than anything else. It's all right. I'll be there soon. You just talk to me. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I made that observation. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. That's so. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit. That's a bit on the gaming front, right there. You know. Um, also, uh, also, like like millions of people uh, worldwide, I did tune in. Well, f- for the first time in three years, I tuned into. The 94th Academy Awards, which was this past Sunday, March 27th, um, I did I did uh, previously ignore the the last two because 2018 Green Book won, and you know I I was kind of disappointed. But I watched Green Book, and like I said on the podcast, you know it's a good it's a good film, but nowhere near Best Picture territory. Um, but yeah, uh, 94th Academy Awards. It's uh, it's it's all it's all people can talk about. Well, specifically one incident, which I, I I'm not gonna spend way too much time on. I want to keep it short as possible so I can get through the more interesting stuff of the actual uh, actual show. Because there was a lot of history that was made, and not just that one incident. There yeah, there there definitely was. Yeah, but uh, I do. Yeah, go ahead. I do find it funny that when you started watching the Oscars, that's when their ratings dropped. (laughs) (laughs) 
So it took an incident to bring the ring for you to finally watch and take an incident like that to get it back up. You know, it's it's funny because like I know the Oscars they've been struggling with like declining ratings over the last like couple decades. Oh, I didn't um, know it was that long. Oh yeah, it's been a while. Um, and and yeah, I sat I you know I sat down and watched and I'm thinking, okay, this is a cool show. And then when that incident happened, I'm like, oh, I picked I sure picked a fine time to yeah, resume watching. Like it's just and I'm like <laughs> I hear all these and I know you hate this like this conspiracy. It's like okay, yeah, I could I kind of do it. Like yeah. It's a work. It could be a work, like, yeah. But it's like, damn, God, that the impact of that mm. whole situation was insane. Yeah, um, I, I like, like, what, like, what I will say about the the incident when Will Smith strode across the stage and slapped Chris Rock uh, when Chris Rock was about to announce the best documentary feature. Um, so, uh, I, all I will say is this. Um, and I'll keep it short. Will Smith is 53. Chris Rock is 57. Is he that old? He is. Jesus Christ. New he Jack is. City was a long time ago. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, both men are way too old to be involved in this kind of kerfuffle. Um, but but the but the much much of the onus is on Will Smith because, you know, he he couldn't control. He chose not to control his, his worst impulses. I will say... That for Will Smith, I, I neither, I don't condone his actions, but I don't fully condemn them either. Yeah. I, th- I think that what was what we should have done was he should have waited until he got backstage, had some words with Chris Rock, and be like, "Hey, listen, you know what you said wasn't cool. My, you know, my wife has a condition, alopecia, so that's why it was the joke was in poor taste." He could have explained it that way. Um, instead of like resorting to to resorting to physical violence, now, now and and for Chris Rock, like to, for his part, he didn't know. So like, so he was the innocent party in this. Yeah. So, and know. that's how I looked at it because you know me, I try to look at the you know the broad bigger picture. I did talk about it on um, Steambox uh, RI last night. Please listen to that episode. Mm. But yeah, it's like maybe he didn't know. I didn't know Jada had alopecia until. Um, Somebody mentioned it that night. I was like, yeah, oh, shit, same. she actually got it? Yeah, same. Damn. I'm like, okay, yeah, he's pretty messed up for getting, you know, for saying that. But, yeah, like you said, not everybody watches Red Table Talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, and not to mention, he's a com- he's a busy comedian. It's, he, he's in show business. He's busy. Not everybody has the time to just sit on Facebook and watch it, yeah. you know? Like I said, he just didn't know. Exactly. So it was just like that. And a lot of girls these days are cutting their hair that way. Yeah. So he probably just took it as, oh, yeah, you're cutting your hair this way? Why not? Honestly, G.I. Jane, I never saw it, but I knew it was supposed to be one of those, it was supposed to be one of those, like, inspiring movies showing, like, hey, this woman went through this, this, that, and but she still overcame the odds and saw that. I can honestly see Jada Pinkett actually doing a movie like that. Yeah, that or like or like if Chris made a more timely reference, like say like, oh, you look like you could be part of the Dora Milaje or something like that. That could that would yeah, something like that would have been. Yeah, and Lupi- and funny enough, Lupita Nyong'o was sitting right behind Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, priceless faces. I mean, I will give props to the creativity of the undefeated internet. Oh man, they were brutal, but yes, some of these were good. I saw a TikTok that said. 
So you mean to tell me that Oscar from Shark Tale slapped Marty the Zebra <laughs> over Gloria from <laughs> over Gloria the Hippo from Madagascar? <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, I saw a whole bunch of hilarious memes like within that hour. Yes, like yeah. it did it, the the famous Batman meme mm-hmm. was animated by one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, Batman slaps Robin. Yeah, yeah. I just happened to be I was working my overnight, so and it was what was crazy. I tuned. I was just something was telling me like, like Avengers Endgame was on TNT that night. Mm-hmm. So I'm like. And it's probably gonna be. It's probably gonna suck for me with commercials and stuff or whatever. So I'm like, you know what? Let me throw on the Oscars because I always like. Honestly, my favorite part of the Oscars really mm. is the memoriam. Mm. I always just. I don't know. It's just always just. I always liked how they did it, how yeah. they always do it, and this year was no different. Yeah. But um, so I'm like, all right, so. I'm working, do da da I see Chris Rock, and Chris Rock has always been one of my favorite comedians. Oh, yeah, same. Like, at Bring the Pain was cool. Bigger and Blacker was always one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I've always, I grew up on Fresh Prince, mm-hmm. so that's why I'm like, I'm not necessarily choosing sides. So then I'm like, all right, what's Chris Rock got to say? He's going off on this tirade, and that's when he did the oh, yeah. Like I, I sat down at that moment, not knowing what was gonna happen. Yeah, and I knew I knew something was was wrong when the feed instantly froze for like a few seconds, and then I'm like, oh, this is a time delay. I, I, they're, they're they're censoring something, and then you saw and then you saw Will Smith like mouthing like like keep yeah, my like wife's name just, out your fucking mouth. Like, just, like it just went mute. No, we saw everything, yeah. but it just went mute. Yeah, but international broadcasts saw broadcast oh, the whole thing. Oh, they caught everything, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, that's what he said." Yeah, and that slap connected, all right. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, like um, but yeah, I, I I will say like, yeah, like like Will Smith did handle himself poorly, and Rock was a professional. Um, I, I, and also too, like, well, with with Will Smith's actions too, and when you talk about impact, like the fact that we're, we're only talking about the slap and the fact that he won like 20 minutes later and we're not talking about the movie that he actually won it for king richard which it was his career best performance nobody's talking about that and the fact that his actions also overshadowed the journey that the williams sisters went through to get that movie made and will smith being the front person for that movie it's like man you you ended a brilliant journey like so poorly in such an ugly fashion. Yeah. Like it reverberated through everybody. Yeah, and he and he and I'll admit in his um in his uh speech, yeah. he tried his best to highlight to highlight that and kinda explain himself is and he was and just say, This is what I learned mm-hmm. about um what was their father's name? Oh Richard, Richard Williams. Williams. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> wow. It's in the title. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like I just didn't I just wasn't even thinking about it. But yeah. and he's like, he's a protector. I gotta protect my family. He's like, all right, you know, I get it. Mm-hmm. I I get it. And you know, who go who knows? Will's probably a method actor, probably still in the in Richard Williams mode, I guess. I don't know, but it's like Yeah. Oh go ahead. But it was just like he he tried and he did make you know, he did have his apologies and stuff and the emotions just really caught over him like he what he spit and they just completely showed the Oscars logo like in the middle of it I'm like okay like he spit everybody spits like come on 
mm-hmm. I'm trying to see this yeah yeah and yeah that that and also too like like i i, I get i get the sense that that there's a lot more going on than just Chris Rock just telling a harmless joke or 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 an ill-timed joke rather like i cuz i think that cuz when you think about it, like with Will Smith like he's been like he's been like a he's been considered like a punchline to some degree like through his not only through his whole career like oh like oh you're just a clean rapper you don't swear and all this um to oh you're but oh you're trying to act but you're the fresh prince like you're on a sitcom like he's dealt with that and then even dealing with the last two years with the whole entanglement saga from the red table talk with with Mm -hmm. all the memes of him being like crying will just like the crying michael jordan meme dealing with that and then like oh absolutely shit builds up yeah shit builds up and then eventually you're just gonna snap yeah and especially at an event like the oscars which is like the industry's biggest biggest uh you know award ceremony and and it's like your emotions are already heightened because you're still nervous on whether or not you're going to win or if you're going to or someone else is going to win like you're 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 on pins and needles the whole night and so it takes something some even something so innocuous like like a joke like you just you just go off and and like I said, Will Smith, like he he did handle himself poorly, but to his credit, he did apologize. They both, everybody, like everybody yeah. around him, did. Yeah. Like even, like Will Smith apologized. Mm-hmm. Chris Rock apologized, mm-hmm. and then Jada was like, "Let's heal." Yeah, tis the season for healing. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's, it's it's good to see that everybody's back in. You know, back in a you know in a better place. Oh yeah. So. But Jesus Christ, he, oh those memes and everybody's comments. Yo, yo, even Mick Foley was like, "He should have Chris Rock." If they had Chris Rock present the award, that would be compelling television. I'm like, damn it, Mick, it's funny, it's true, but damn and. Yeah. At least Diddy was like, we're going to settle this like family. I was like, good. Yeah. You know. But yeah, like, you know, but that, you know, that aside, you know, there were a lot of, there were a lot of cool, a lot of great history making Oscar moments last night. And it was a good show, top to bottom. Um, I, I, from what I saw, like, yeah. I was like, okay, this is cool. I was, I was in and out of a lot of stuff, but I saw a lot of cool, I, I saw some cool moments. Um, Oh yeah, and and you know I have, I have my notes here, so we'll 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 get through some of the 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 cool stuff, and you know what what was uh what was cool about the about this year's Oscars is that like all all of the winners uh, this year you know I was like you know what you know there's not one there's not one winner that I thought oh they they won it for that like no everyone everyone was definitely earned their their accolades and it was a really cool thing to see, so when you when you talk about when we talk about like how how much of a how much of a history-making night this was! Um, you, you definitely got to start with the um, the the best picture winner this year, which was Coda. Um, Coda, uh, which stands for a Child or Children of Deaf Adults, um, that won three Academy Awards. It won Best Picture, mm-hmm. uh, Best Supporting Actor with uh, Troy Kotzer, and Best Adapted Screenplay from its director uh, Sean Hedder. Um, Coda is actually the first film in uh, first Best Picture winner. Uh, to be distributed by an online oh, streaming service. service, and it was Apple TV Plus. So Apple TV Plus gets that distinction of being the first streaming service to win the Best Picture Oscar. Through Take Apple. that, Android. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, 
but it's 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 it's, a, it's it's actually kind of funny because like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime, but but most especially Netflix, like they've been they've coming out with some bangers that have gotten like top nominations, like The Irishman, uh, Roma, Beasts of No Nation, yeah. but Apple TV, like you you would think that Netflix would have been the first to win Best Picture, but no, Apple TV got it got in first. So. Okay, I'm, I was trying to think. I'm like, Beast of No Nation. That was with Aegis, right? Yeah, Aegis. Aegis I'm thinking Birth of a Nation with. Um, oh, um, Nate, Nate, Nate Parker. Who was there, by the way? Oh, he I was. saw him in the audience. I'm like, oh, good. He's still around. Hmm, yeah, man. Yeah. I didn't see much of him since that movie. Yeah, I know a lot of. Um, I know a lot, a lot of like rape allegations, which you know turned out to be true. Kind of sank his career after during that time. But uh, but yeah, Coda. Um, that's so now that Coda is the only Best Picture winner I haven't seen yet. So I'll definitely watch that this week. Um, it's gotten universal praise. And, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and the fact that it won the Producers Guild uh, Award. Usually the the Producers Guild Award or the PGA. That's actually a precursor to showing what the next what the Best Picture Oscar winner will be nine times out of ten. Okay. So in that case, Coda actually won both. Um, What's in, what's also cool about the, this one is that uh, Troy Kotzer, uh, he actually became the second deaf deaf actor to win the Academy to win an Academy Award for acting. He won for Best Supporting Actor. Mm-hmm. Um, the first the first deaf actor to win uh, an acting Oscar was Marley Matlin. Uh, she won it. She won Best Actress in Children of a Lesser God in 1986, which also co-starred the late William Hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and William Hurt was also nominated for an Oscar for that film. All right. Um, so yeah, uh, so yeah, Tricots are making history there, and his, and his speech was heartfelt too. Like I like saw so like he he gave his speech in sign language, yeah, and he even talked about I, I I got choked up a little where he mentioned his father who was paralyzed from the neck down and could no longer communicate through sign language, and his father remains an inspiration to him. I was like, oh man, that was even even the interpreter choked up when he mentioned that. So yeah. I was like, wow, that that hit. I saw it, I saw it, but then I was just kind of like, how does that work? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I understand. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, with Coda, um, uh, it was actually one of uh, ten films that was nominated for Best Picture. Uh, we had uh, Belfast by Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Uh, Don't Look Up oh. by Dirty Mike Adam McKay. Watching that the other day. Oh man. <laughs> uh, Drive My Car, uh, Dune, um, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Yeah, um, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you can. West Side West Side Connection story. That, that's a musical I want to see. <laughs> but uh oh, Jesus. But yeah. Um but yeah, yeah. So yeah, congratulations to Coda for the big wins. Um also speaking of uh big wins, uh Jane Campion, uh she actually became uh she won she won Best Director for The Power of the Dog, which is on Netflix. Uh that movie stars Benedict Cumberbatch, Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons. And Cody Smith McPhee, um, Camp, Jane Campion actually became the third woman in 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 Oscars history to win Best Director, and it also marks the first time that two women win and win Best Director in consecutive years of the Oscars. She won last year. Oh no! Uh, last year was Chloe Zhao who won for Nomadland, yeah. who also directed Eternals, and then the first time the first woman to win Best Director was Catherine Bigelow for The Hurt Locker, which stars uh, Anthony Mackie and Jeremy Renner. Um, I think in total there's only seven women that have been nominated for Best Director, 
But Campion, um, big ups to her for winning uh, Power of the Dog. It's gotten lots of praise. I've seen it. It's a good film. Um, my favorite film of hers is The Piano, which came out in 93, which she was nominated for. Uh, that was with uh, Holly Hunter and um, Sam Neill, Harvey Keitel, and Anna Paquin, who I... actually... Who actually won an Oscar. She, mm-hmm. Anna Paquin actually won an Oscar. She became one of the youngest actresses to win uh, Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, yeah, that's about like she can only talk through a piano. Yeah, like 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 she wasn't so like she wasn't actually mute, but she chose to, to remain silent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember now. Speaking of uh, forgotten shows, the critic actually made a spoof of that. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was the slide whistle. It was like she can only talk with a slide whistle. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> like, it's time to make love. <laughs> what do you think of me naked? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, that was such a good show too. It was. Yeah, I guess I guess they they could bring that back. Oh, they definitely could. Yeah, Hachi Machi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, uh, yeah. So Jane Campion won, um, third woman to win Best Director. Um, other nominees for Best Director this year: Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Like I, like I mentioned before in the podcast a few weeks ago, he made history as the first director to be nominated for in six different decades. So he was nominated in, in the nineteen seventy six or seventy seven uh, for um, where is it? Oh, 77 for Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I remember that. Yep. Uh, he was nominated in the 80s for E.T. and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, he won two Academy Awards for directing in, in the 90s with Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan. Uh, in 2005, he was nominated for Munich. And t- 2012, he was nominated for Lincoln with Daniel Day-Lewis, who won Best Actor. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, six decades, man. Um he, uh, he also we had a uh, Japanese filmmaker uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, which also won Best International Feature Film. That's on mm. HBO Max. I say, did you see that one? I did. Yeah, it's it's very good. It's very good. Um, it's definitely like a slow moving character uh, drama, so you got to be in the mood to really watch it. But oh, okay. definitely very thoughtful. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. Um, also, Kenneth Branagh, who also won for Best Original Screenplay for Belfast. That was actually his first Oscar win. He was, been no- he was nominated before a few times. Um, so, yeah, good on Kenneth Branagh because he's a good actor, good director, too. Um, also, the biggest winner of the night in terms of the number of awards was Dune Part 1 uh, in stunning 4K. Ah, uh, here we go. For, 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 for life, for life, 4K. Um, so How many d- Ks? Four, four of them. One, two, three, four. There you go. <laughs> so Dune, part one, it won six Oscars, which is the most of any uh, a film this year. It won um, all the technical categories. It won cinematography by Greg Frazier, whose his work in this was so gorgeous. This is a gorgeous looking film. And Greg Frazier, he, he recently filmed um, The Batman, which was a great looking film too. He also did uh, Rogue One, uh, Zero Dark Thirty, and three episodes of The Mandalorian. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, putting in work. Um, Doing also won original score by Hans Zimmer. Uh, Hans Zimmer, this is his second Oscar that he won for the category. This is his first in 28 years. His first was uh, The Lion King. <laughs> yeah, he won best, best score for that film. Um, I, used to, I used to love that soundtrack. 
I bought the like as a kid. I bought the bootleg tape of the soundtrack. Damn! Wow. <laughs> and listened to that religiously. Yeah, it's, it's got good songs on it, man. Did he do the Simpsons theme song? No, that was a uh, Danny Elfman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it also won uh, sound production design, film editing, and visual effects. Well deserved. Uh, with the VFX category, uh, the other nominees were Free Guy. Uh, no Time to Die, Shang-Chi, and Spider-Man No Way Home. I'll take the nomination. Yeah. You know, like, in fact, there were people who are, who, like, I, I know Kevin Smith, and Kevin Smith complained that No Way Home was snubbed for Best Picture. I wouldn't go that far, but I think maybe Spider-Man No Way Home deserved, like, at least a couple other of the other higher, higher-end awards, too, I would say. Uh, but, yeah, Dune, great, incredible film. I can't wait for part two when it comes out next year. Um, so, so yeah, we got, we got the acting categories, which is, which is terrific. Uh, once again, uh, Will Smith winning for King Richard, which is an excellent film. You should see it. It's on HBO, his career best performance. Uh, Will Smith makes history as the fifth, only the fifth black actor to win the best actor category. All right. I'm going to try, I'm going to try to do this. Okay. So who are the other four? Sidney Poitier. Yep. Denzel. Yep. Jamie Foxx. Yep. Mahershali. Nah. Nah. Uh, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Forrest. Last King of Scotland. Yes. <sighs> yep. Yep. So yeah. So yeah. Makes history. Okay. Give me my props. All right. Hey, you got four out of five. That ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, well well deserved, uh, well deserved award uh, for his performance off that. Um, uh, Jessica Chastain won Best Actress for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, that film I haven't seen yet, but I want to because Jessica Chastain is great in everything she's in. Um, um, I know Kristen Stewart was also nominated for Spencer. I, I wanted she was my pick to win, but not at all mad with Jessica Chastain winning. Um, for Best Supporting Actress, some history right here. We got Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. She is a gorgeous woman. She is. And she is gorgeous, very talented. Uh, West Side Story, I have the Steelbook 4K edition here. Yeah. Yep, courtesy of Best Buy. It's also available on Disney Plus uh, if uh, if you're so inclined. Uh, but yeah, Ariana DeBose, um, uh, her win uh, marks only the third time in Oscars history in which two people won acting awards for playing the same character in different movies. Can you guess the previous two times? Okay, wait. You said the same? Yep. Uh, uh, two actors winning Oscars for the, playing the same character in different movies. Playing the same character in different movies. Yep. It's only happened two other times before. Rita Moreno? Well, yeah. Rita Moreno uh, won for her role as Anita in West Side Story, 1961. Which Ariana DeBose also won for this year. So, who are the other two? The other two. Shit. Um. Man. I feel like I should know these. You should. I think I think you should. Okay. Play. Play the same character. Yep. Same character. In two different movies. Yes. So you have two different actors winning os- winning acting Oscars for playing the same character in two different movies. Okay. Oh, uh, man. 
Um, Harrison Ford doesn't have an Oscar, does he? Nah. Okay. I was thinking Blade twenty four, uh, Blade twenty forty nine. No. Uh, no, he got me on this one. All right. Um, want me to give you a hint? Sure. Uh, both involve clowns and mobsters. Both in clowns and mobsters. Yes. Walking Phoenix. Yep, he's one. Um, clowns and mobsters. So, yeah. So, De Niro. De Niro's another. You're, oh, half, you're halfway there for both. And this one. <laughs> so. So there was one set of one set of actors who won for playing mobsters. Another set of actors won for playing clowns. Mm. You're halfway there with Joaquin Phoenix. Heath Ledger. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. So Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix won Oscars for playing the Joker. Okay. And with Robert De Niro, you're halfway there. Played a mobster and a clown. No, just a mobster. Okay, just a mobster? Yeah. Al Pacino? Close. De Niro, Pacino. He's so close, people. Oh, my God. It's killing me right now. <laughs> Should I say it? Hold up. So, Give me another. Uh, well, I'll say Pacino and De Niro. They were in the same movie. Okay, so it's the... Same series, actually. Marlon Brando? Yep, you got it. Marlon Brando. Speaking of which, you cannot tell me that that Godfather tribute was fire. That was great. That was great to see. Francis Ford Coppola, Al Pacino, and Robert De Niro. The the film package using all hip-hop. That was dope. That was a really nice touch because it showed like the influence of those films on hip hop. Exactly. Yeah. Did he bring it in up? I'm like, you know what? I need my props in his chat. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he was commenting his big shout out to Nick Thomas. Yep, Nick Thomas got it. So, but um, yo, I was just like, all right, this is gonna be cool. Oh shit! I'm like, okay, okay. Yep. I'm like. Yeah. I need to watch this on YouTube again. <laughs> like, yeah, to hear in like Nas state of and New York state of mind in there. Yeah, they and they used they went deep into them crates for those. Like, I was soup. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, just to you know wrap it up. So yeah, Marlon Brando and Robert De Niro won Oscars for playing Vito Corleone in The Godfather mm-hmm. One and Two, respectively. Heath Ledger, Joaquin Phoenix won for playing the Joker in The Dark Knight and Joker, respectively. And Rita Moreno and Ariana DeBose won for playing West Side Story and as as Anita, um, which they both won Oscars. Um, also, also interesting, fun, fun historical fact: uh, Ariana DeBose, with her Oscar win, uh, she becomes the she's the first openly queer woman of color and mm-hmm. first Afro Latina to win the supporting actress Oscar. So yeah, making history right there as well. And who does she play, Anita? Yeah, Anita. Yeah, she was the older sister of uh, Rachel Zegler's uh, main Maria. character. Yeah, Maria. Yeah, I, I know. I know West Side Story. Oh yeah, I was, like I 
played in it in eighth grade. Did you sing? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I will say, like West Side Story, like the Steven Spielberg's uh, remake. It's the rare example of the remake being better than a beloved classic. And the and I really like the beloved class, the 1961 version, but the 2021 yeah. version. This is the much needed upgrade. Yeah, my character, the character I played was played by Josh Andres Rivera. Okay. Hmm. Sounds like he was probably one of the sharks, I think. Definitely yeah. was. Yeah. Okay. Must have been like one of the background characters. Corey Stone was in that movie? Yeah. Yeah, he plays uh, Officer Krupke. <laughs> Was it was he? Says Shrank. Shrank. Lieutenant oh, Shrank. Shrank. Oh, Officer Krupke was. Brian uh, Darcy James plays uh, Krupke. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should t- check out West Side Story. It's on Disney Plus. It's really yeah. good. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, some some cool history there. Also, um, I was I was really I was so elated to see Questlove win. Yes. Win for best documentary feature for for a documentary that I was singing lavishing praise over on this podcast a few months ago, Summer of Soul or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised. It's on Disney Plus and Hulu. Incredible documentary. My favorite my doc, my favorite documentary of last year. Yeah, Amir Questlove Thompson couldn't even hold it together. Good for him. I'm like, man. Oh yeah, be crying with you, bro. Yeah, his mom was there. Yeah, like when he when he choked up when he mentioned his dad. Yeah, <sighs> I was like, man. Yeah, I noticed like like this tonight like like the Oscars was like a night of like acknowledging fathers in different ways like with Troy Kotsur's speech and Questlove, right? And even with Will Smith's speech. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, Summer of Soul is incredible. Like if you're a fan of like black excellence, like legendary black music, like from from the 1969 Harlem Harlem Cultural Festival. Like, but you're talking about Mahalia Jackson, Gladys Knight, um, Sly and the Family Stone, like all of them. Yo, check out that documentary, please. You're you are missing out if you if you haven't watched it, especially if you're a fan of great music. Man, that Yo. had to be so awkward for Quest. I don't think so. Like Quest didn't even like. Yeah, he was overwhelmed in his yeah, speech. Yeah, he like that was a lot. There was a lot going on. Like he would, I, if he would have just like straight up broke down, I would understand. I would have understood. Oh yeah, yeah, and and you know it was it was funny too because like when after his speech I was like checking um like I was checking like Reddit like uh like seeing what the scuttlebutt was and somebody I was checking like black people black people Twitter Reddit the mm-hmm. thread and somebody put a screenshot of um Quinita Bun- uh, Bunsen's yeah. um uh, tweet uh, where she goes. What a what a very West Philly Oscars. I think she tweeted it right after the Will Smith slap and then yeah. Questlove winning. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Oh, Quinta Brunson? Quinta. Quinta yeah. Brunson from yeah. Abbott Elementary. Yeah, which I still got to watch. I hear a lot of good stuff. Oh, it's, a, it. it's freaking a lot. It has its moments. I'm like, you know what? This is cool. This is a cool show. Yeah, I'm going to definitely get into that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Summer of Soul, please watch it. It's it's so dope. Um Questlove definitely wins. He he definitely deserves all the flowers too. Him and the roots too. Yeah, Black Thought, one of the greatest MCs of all time. Yeah. Um, also, uh, best animated feature and and Kanto won that. Um, with with uh with its uh with that song um. We don't talk about. 
You know what's funny? Like, um, like John, shout out to John Haponic and also my uh, coworkers at work because uh, my coworkers they're like they're they're mothers. Mm-hmm. They 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 and John talked about having to watch the film literally dozens of times mm-hmm. because their kids keep requesting it over yep. and over, and they keep singing that Bruno song. The re- honestly, the only reason why I even watched it because I was you know spending time with my stepdaughter and she was watching Kanto. I'm like, all right, and I'm just watching. I'm like, oh okay, this is a nice. This is nice. I'm like, why not? Let's see why we can't talk about Bruno. Mm-hmm. And uh, so after the wedding, we went to we went to Applebee's. You know, like I said, it's a very small wedding. So we went to Applebee's, you know, to kind of celebrate and stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. Our waiter mm. was Bruno. <laughs> really? Looked like the character? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Hair and all, I'm just like. Hair, knows and everything. I was, have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet, but I will. But I'm sure you know what Bruno looks like. Probably seen a screenshot, but I probably didn't, yeah. didn't connect who it was. I was just like, yo, my waiter looks like Bruno. I'm like, you just ruined this dinner for everybody because we cannot unsee it. <laughs> oh, man. Shut up. I feel bad for that waiter now. He probably, oh, no, he, he was great. He was an awesome waiter. Okay. Like he got a hell of a tip from us. So. Nice. But damn it, he he looked just like. Mm, I bet. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely watch Encanto, and it's probably one of those, like like Disney knows how to crank out like animated musicals where the songs just like get stuck in your head, especially if you. You doing that for years. For years, and you know what? I gotta salute all the parents out there who gotta deal with watching a having those songs be driven into the ground i i i feel i feel for y'all remember that one time we was one of those kids yeah we sung hakuna matata like there was no tomorrow yep we sure did and you know like when i think about like with disney songs like going back to the critic remember that the beauty and the beast parody beauty and king dork Oh man, such a good show! I think it sounds like crackle. Yeah, like you know, on on um, on on Instagram, there's mm-hmm. a, there's an account called The Critic Clips, and they just like post nothing but clips from the show. <laughs> oh, that's great! Yeah, it's really cool. I follow them. Um, but yeah, um, best animated feature. Um, other nominees in that category included uh the the animated documentary Flea, uh, which was also nominated for best international feature and uh, best um document. Best Documentary, which was a first for any film uh, to be nominated in those three categories, Animated Feature, Documentary, and International. Flea is really good. Um, that's a harrowing emotional journey. That's on Hulu. Okay. Um, really good film. Um, the Mitchells versus The Machines, that was my pick to win because Sony Animation has been killing it, and I, I lavish praise on, on that film. Uh, it's on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, don't sleep on it. If you're a fan of like Into the Spider-Verse in terms of like the animation quality check out mitchell's versus the machines uh luca which was fine it was a fine film and raya and the last dragon were also nominated which is also a cool film as well um also some some interesting oscar history here uh no time to die the best one best original song billy eilish and uh, phineas o'connell brother and sister duo i have a i do have a comment you know that every time a James Bond movie comes out, they have to pick whatever English singer is popping. British singer. Yeah. To do the soundtrack. Billy Eilish did this one. 
Adele did Skyfall. I know Sam Smith did one of the last ones. Yeah, Writings on the Wall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I will say like with No Time to Die, like like um, it's it, this talks. This actually marks the third. The, this actually marks the the third consecutive Bond theme that actually won an Oscar for Best Original Song. Um, so like, and it's also the first time in which um, the double like a double seven. Uh, franchise. Th- franchise wins that wins in that category with the same actor, so so like in the Daniel Craig films, you had Skyfall by Adele in 2012, and in 2015 Sam Smith's Writings on the Wall, and then No Time to Die by Billie Eilish and Phineas, um, and, and I gotta say like the 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 Bond the Bond themes are some of the best in the series like in for the Daniel yeah. Craig era, and of course like Chris Cornell, you know my name that that was really good. Um, the Jack White Alicia Keys one from Quantum of Solace, I'll say like you take away the vocals, the beat is fine, but the vocals are just like eh. Um, but if we're thinking about like other Bond, other cool Bond themes that were also oh, nominated, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's also. From, I thought she was British for the longest I time. Me too. Yeah, turns out she's American. Huh. Well, there you go. <laughs> the more you know. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, uh, there were um, two previous nominees, uh, Oscar nominees for Best Original Song in the 007 franchise, which today marks the 60, 60 year anniversary since 1962. Can I take a guess? You yeah. said two, right? Uh, yeah. Diamonds Are Forever? No, believe it or not, no. Man. Goldfinger? Nah, surprisingly. Right, I'm screwed. Yeah, I'm screwed. Um, it was uh, Nobody Nobody Does It Be- Better by Carol Baker Sager from The Spy Who Loved Me mm-hmm. and Live and Let Die by Linda and Paul McCartney. Um, those are the two nominated uh, Bond themes. Um, other cool Bond themes, too. Um, there was uh, The Living Daylights by AHA. Um, License to Kill by Gladys Knight is really good. And uh, Goldeneye by Tina Turner. Those are some... Well, they- yeah, those are some good Bond themes, and of course, like for my, my favorite one is Goldfinger uh, by Shirley Bassey. That's like the quintessential Bond theme right there. Yeah, God, Diamonds Are Forever for me. Yeah, that too. That's that's up there too. Kanye sampled it really well. Yeah, I mean, he was the artist behind it. He actually co-produced that. His cousin Devo Springsteen actually could. The like, the original Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah. Well, oh, no, huh. D, no, um, the hip hop song. Oh, gotcha. Diamonds. That was actually Kanye's cousin, Devo Springsteen. Oh. Kanye just added touches and then made the song his. Oh, okay. Man, did not know that. There you go. So, so yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, a lot of, lot of great stuff from, from this year's Oscars. Um, so, yeah, a lot of, lot of history here. Uh, like I said, I'll definitely check out Coda uh, this, this week. I'll probably review it for next week's episode. Um, big ups to all the winners and nominees this year. A lot of good stuff. Um I will say um, there were a few. Uh, also, uh, also, real quick, uh, real quick shout out to Riz Ahmed, who actually won an Oscar too for uh, uh, best live action short film, uh, The Long Goodbye. Uh, Riz Ahmed, uh, good actor too. He was in like uh, Sound of Metal, which was really good. Um, I think he was in Venom, I believe, um, and Nightcrawler. Yeah, but yeah, uh, but Riz Ahmed, terrific actor. I'm glad that he actually won an Oscar for short film and i think the long goodbye is actually based on a hip-hop album he made so like that so like the short film was actually based on the album so i'm actually trying to find it yeah um also samuel l jackson elaine may Liv allman winning winning uh honorary academy awards lifetime achievement uh uh danny glover winning the gene herschel humanitarian award as well 
That's what's up. I got one complaint. What's that up? That Samuel Jackson didn't say motherfucker. I mean, <laughs> for the sake of he's like, listen, I earned this lifetime achievement award, mother. I'm not, honestly, everybody would have stood up and applauded. Yeah, uh, I think there was a joke that um, uh, the, the three the three hosts this year was it Regina Hall, uh, Amy Schumer, Amy and Schumer, uh, Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes. They were talking about like um, uh, they had like they had a cool joke about like how Sam Jackson should have made like a two romantic comedies with Jennifer Lewis. Like the first one's like I love you, motherfucker, and then the sequel's like Bitch, I love you too. <laughs> I would pay to see that. Uh, oh man, to see Jennifer Lewis and Sam Jackson, just, Jackson in a movie together, just yeah, just going at it. Like I, I'd pay to watch that. I would pay for Samuel Jackson and for Jennifer Lewis to do their own version of Malcolm and Marie. Yo, <laughs> the amount of. It'll, the, it'll it'll get an NC seventeen for motherfucker alone. Yep. <laughs> or, and I can't believe I'm saying this. Like, have them reenact the 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 Red Fox um, Della Reese scene from Harlem Nights. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you can only get you can. Um, nah, you it, that can only be Red Fox and Della Reese. Yeah. You blind motherfucker. You that <laughs> But she's very nice. <laughs> oh man. Um but yeah, like I will say like there was some there was some odd there was like if there was one odd thing about the Oscars too, there was there was like this Oscars fan category which was really which was kinda odd and with which was because of the winners. So this year, the Oscars had like this Twitter thing where they had actual fans vote for their uh, favorite moments. It was called Oscars fan favorite favorites. So in terms of, uh, so they had one called for the, they had one called the Oscars cheer moment. So I'll, so there were five moments. So I'll, I'll rank them from fifth place to first place. So fifth place Oscars, Oscars cheer moment Neo's Neo's uh, bullet dodging in the first Matrix, okay. Um, fourth place, Effie White, uh, Jennifer Hudson singing, and I'm telling you, I'm not going from Dreamgirls. All right. Avengers Assemble from Avengers Endgame, third place. S- second place, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home with the three Spider-Man: Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and uh, Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. You want to take a guess with which one first place? I'm going to be mad. You know what? I'm not. Uh, gonna... Actually, I'll, I'll I'll tell you. And and this and this and and John 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 had a good laugh about this too because we we were texting when we were watching the Oscars. First place for Oscars cheer moment above Spider Man No Way Home, Avengers Assemble, uh, Dream Girls, and The Matrix was. The Flash enters the Speed Force in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Carl, Carl, where where, where are you going? Carl? Carl? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Carl just walked out. Um, Wow, he he literally just ghosted me. I think he he just slammed the door. Um, Wow, okay. So, listen, you know... Zack Snyder's Justice League 
Cool movie. I like it. But would I rank Flash entering the Speed Force as an Oscars cheer moment above Neo Neo dodging bullets or seeing three Spider-Man, Garfield, and Maguire? Hell to the no. Avengers Assemble? Are you serious? Yeah. The list is right here. Hold on. Hold on a minute. Hold on. I'm going to do it. Will, I will repeat this one more time. The Flash enters the Speed Force is the number one Oscars cheer moment. You think about like moments that like you get a pop from the audience, right? To use like a wrestling term. Moments that get big cheers from the audience. Hold on. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna play the I'm going to play a fan reaction. Okay. All right. Yes. I'm going to play the fan reaction. I'm on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Disney had to take this. Okay. Here we go. Cap. Hey, Sam, you hear me? Yeah. Yep. On your left. This is in theaters. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. He's playing the Portals moment from yes. Avengers Endgame. People cheering in the audience. In the audience. Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. People cheered in my audience, too, when I watched Endgame. They cheered in my audience. Yeah. I smiled from ear to ear. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Here comes Sam flying through. Mm-hmm. Down. So we won't get copyright. (laughs) Yes, yes. So so when you think about that That. moment in time, Carl. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Listen. People are cheering when they see Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yep. Yep. Look at this. Yep. He bombed Bay. Mm-hmm. He bombed Bay. That's right. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. We miss you, brother. Yes. Like I watch this, I still can, I only watch this movie maybe like twice a year mm. since this came out. Yeah. Because I need to. Feel, I still feel mm-hmm. that same moment. Look, Howard the Duck. Yeah, Howard the Duck was there. Really? To fight Wait. Thanos. Oh, look at rescue. Yep, Gwyneth Paltrow, Doctor Strange. That everybody, what do you want anymore? Yep. One. Giant man showing up. Yes. Giant man. He's he's in effect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We here. We here now. We here. You got everybody showing up. Oh yeah. Wakanda. Wakanda. The mist. Zamunda. <laughs> yeah. Jars. <laughs> yes. Grabbing Molnir. That's what a moment would do. That is a cheer moment. What was the one that won? So remember, the Flash entering the Speed Force. Ezra Miller Flash enters the enters. Speed Force in Zack Snyder's Justice League. That is a more that is a bigger cheer-worthy moment. And mind you, the fans voted this. You can't put you can't put this on the academy. Oh the no. The fans no, voted oh, for this. Wonder Warner Brothers put some money in that. 
The fans voted for this. You know what? We don't need no. We don't need no bougie ass economy. I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Say it again, Carl. You said it, Carl. So again, again, seeing Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire on the same screen. Nah. No. Avengers Assemble. No. Meh. No. 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 Neo dodging a bullet. That's a milestone in cinema history. Yes. Revolutionary. Exactly. Yep. Nope. 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 Number five. Number five. Yeah. So Avengers Assemble. Remember how amped you felt in the theater? Yes. Yeah. That 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 pales in comparison to seeing the Flash entering the Speed Force on your couch, watching it on HBO Max. Ain't nobody cheering for that. Everybody just like. That's <laughs> a. If you listen to the uh, episode, my, the episode I was in of um. Of uh, the Startify podcast when we did the Sweet Sixteen of you know remixes and hip hop and R and B hip hop mashups with female leads. Mm-hmm. Some of these records we like to call past the hot sauce records. Okay. Okay. A song like Brandy's "I Want to Be Down" record. Mm-hmm. That's a past the hot sauce record. Ezra Miller was a past the hot sauce moment where you got. Mary J. Blige featuring Biggie Smalls, Real Love, mm-hmm. Get You on the Dance Floor, the most versatile record uh, that was on that bracket. And you're on your fit, you're on the floor dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a dance record. Yeah. Avengers Assemble mm-hmm. is the dance record. Yes. That that's pass out. Warner Brothers put some money into that. I don't give a damn. You know what? You hate conspiracy theories, but damn it, that's one of them. Hey, listen, the, the the fans the fans like what they like. You can't put it on the Oscars. They were like, hey, you know what? We want to do something for the fans. Bull Let's do an Oscars shit. cheer moment. Pick, pick pick tell us the Academy what are your favorite moments in cinema, and we will rank them. Whoever gets the most votes will pick Bull the top five. Shit, it, Avengers uh, Avengers assemble. Was Mary J and Biggie? Mm-hmm. The three Spider Mans was Mariah and ODB. Okay, you know you get in when you hear "Yo New York" in the house. Like yep. you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then you got number one as a pasta hot sauce record. You know, <laughs> There's no credibility in that list. You wonder why the Oscars struggle. Well, and you needed a slap to get some ratings. Yeah, I said it. Hey, listen, the 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 the, the fan the fans, them fans didn't say <laughs> not a goddamn thing. The fans have spoken. Warner Brothers spit said it. <laughs> and hey, you know what? Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's a cool film. Go watch it. Yeah, it's great. And I, I'm sure John laughed his ass off. Oh, of course he did. <laughs> oh man. Um, Speaking of that motherfucker. Uh oh um yeah but before we get into it um just just to wrap up real quick um some some quick some quick snubs from the Oscars um surprised that the Green Knight my favorite film of last year didn't get any nominations it should have gotten at least a nomination for cinematography and production design dope film Dev Patel Alicia Vikander great uh the film that shit got me lightheaded <laughs> uh the film Passing which is on Netflix with Tessa Thompson and Ruth N- Nega and Andre Holland Ruth Nega should have gotten a nomination for best actress supporting She's a actress beautiful woman as well she is like like because, stunning oh yeah and the black and white because the film was shot in black and white yeah. she does look like a convincing white woman like oh, if you look at her like like okay and she is half white 
Um, no nominations for the card counter. Um, Oscar Isaac should have won. He, he, I would have liked to see Oscar Isaac get a nomination for Best Actor. Um, I know Paul Schrader likes to make movies about damaged men, and Oscar Isaac does play damaged men really well. Oh, he will. It's coming out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, Moon Knight. Yeah. It would have been cool to see Oscar Isaac get a nomination, but, you know, it's it's a good film if you haven't seen it. It's called The, the Card Counter, also starring Tiffany Haddish. Um, Lady Gaga. She should have She should have been nominated for House of Gucci. She was really good in that. Um, also, uh, The Last Duel should have been nominated for Best Original Screenplay by uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and Nicole Holofcener. And last but not least, Nicolas Cage. He should have been nominated for Best Actor for Pig. Really good performance. And, and Pig is also on Hulu as well. So, yeah, some, some snubs there. Uh, but, yeah, all in all, uh, 94th uh, Academy Awards. It's one for the books. Um, I will definitely tune in to watch CODA. Um, and, um, you know, you know, um, infamous moments aside, a lot of great history here, history making moments as we've described here. And also, like I said, Carl, the fans have spoken. (laughs) Fun fact about Ruth Nega. What's up? She's in my, she's in the MCU. She is? Yep. I'm one of the first revealed, uh, Inhumans in Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, okay. Yeah. She plays, uh, Reyna. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. But yeah, um, so yeah, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure John Haponic, uh, as he's watching and listening, he's going to hang on this moment forever, yeah. along with Suicide Squad's uh, Best Makeup and Hairstyling Oscar from 2016. <laughs> hey, listen, like I said, the Oscars open it up for the fans. The fans picked what they picked. They ain't saying not a goddamn thing. <laughs> fans know They know what's up. Now, uh... Now, speaking of our good friend of the show, John Haponic, um, he sent us, he took the pleasure, the, the time and pleasure of sending us a a viewer email. Subject line reads, Spider-Man, no way yawn. Okay. I like this already. Of course you do. Fellas, how could I know you missed your favorite supervillain's emails so much? Let's look at what we missed. Number one. Hawkeye is my new favorite Marvel show. Loki remains the worst. Controversial take, but I'll respect it. Yeah. Uh, Number two, Shang-Chi was fun, and yes, the bus scene was awesome, but everything else, good. Better than I anticipated. I'll give him that. that, That wasn't too offensive. Yeah. Number three, Eternals was probably the biggest waste of my time that I can recall. I love it when movies end on a cliffhanger to allude to an even more boring sequel. I mean, I thought the movie was simply okay, so I can understand. I I can definitely understand why he would say that. Yeah. They're very complicated characters, too, so. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Number four, Spider-Man. The first half was fantastic particularly when Aunt May died, which made me feel emotion, which was a rare moment for a Marvel movie. That's fair. No. No. There's uh, been some other ones. Green Goblin stole the show, but wow, did, the, did that second half lose momentum, which was notably an anticlimactic mess. As usual, it could have been so much more. And how exactly did Toby survive? Nice to see Toby's Spidey and Green Goblin didn't interact with one another. Fun concept, and I liked it, but I didn't experience Ascension. 
Respectfully, John Haponic. P.S. Morbius is a movie that did not need to be made. Correct. Jared Leto will always be Snyder's Joker. Obviously, I'm going to disagree with his uh, Spider-Man thoughts. His thoughts are his thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morbius is getting critica- critically like panned. Oh, I bet. It does not look appealing. I'm going to watch it just in case. Just Damn. When it comes out the first, right? I think so. I oh, yeah. I'm going to be way too busy that weekend. Yeah, I mean, unless he busts out a ridiculous Italian accent, I don't know if I'm going to see it. <laughs> um, yeah, I heard that one's going to be yeah, I heard it's going to be bad. Yep, it's coming out um Actually, this Thursday, actually. I get out of work late. Yeah. But yeah, Morbius comes out yeah. this week. Going so. back to doing doubles in, during the week. So, uh, yeah, it's not. I don't know if I, maybe Sunday morning. And that's a maybe. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you can see it for free or get someone to pay for your ticket, yeah. That's a smart play. Ain't happening. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh,. But yeah, um, yeah. Thank you uh, for your thoughts, uh, Mister Haponic. Uh, yeah, and and you can and you can also send us some viewer email at codexprimepodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, let us know uh, your thoughts about um, whatever stuff that we've you know discussed this week and other episodes. Uh, yeah, and also let's give a quick shout out once again to our sponsor, Silk City Hot. Sauce. Indeed, they'll be at Retro Expo this weekend. I'm buying me a shit ton. Mm. Oh yes, um, oh yes. Uh, hot sauce for every occasion. Ye- they- yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. So if you want to put it on some wings, put it on a breakfast sandwich. Mm. You know, maybe put a. WrestleMania's this weekend too. Yep. Guess who's ordering? Guess who's got? Guess who's ordering wings? that guy yes oh yeah so yeah man um yeah like you put it on like pizza if you want to reenact that scene from don't be a menace to south central go nuts hot sauce is there but uh yeah use the promo code codex to get 15 percent off of your order you said that (laughs) (laughs) you actually said that and i'm the lewd one some people some people try i mean i wouldn't do it I wouldn't do it, but <laughs> but you know, you know, uh, you know, you, you know, you you you, you, you got to acknowledge like the the the, the multi purpose use of hot sauce. But yes, fifteen uh, percent off your order by using the promo code Codex C O D E X SilkCityHotSauce dot com. Get some, you know, you'll be glad you did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, also, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, where any podcast platform you you prefer, we on there. Also, and happy birthday to B-Rob himself. Nice. Oh, yes. Uh, I can't wait to listen to uh, his annual uh, Ask Mrs. B-Rob. Ask Mrs. B. Rob. Yeah, okay. where you can hit him up in any way, shape, or form, and you can ask him about anything. You you can ask her anything you want. Mm. All bets are off. 
Okay. All right. Please be respectful. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like. Uh, yeah. And um, and also, too, um, just looking at the comments here, Nick Thomas asked us if we have watched Halo. Um, that's on Paramount Plus, yeah. right? Um, haven't seen it because I don't have Paramount Plus. Me neither. Um, if, I, if I get a free trial, if there's enough episodes, I'll probably check it out. If I get some logins, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, that's, that's, that pretty much wraps it up for this week's episode. Uh, thank you all for watching and tuning in. Uh, tune in next week. Uh, we'll have more Codex Prime goodness and magic uh, on the docket right there. Um, as always, uh, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later. See you in the Speed Force. Avengers Assembled. <laughs>